0: Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates.
1: Welcome everybody to Cash Call today. we got a bunch of people watching live today, which is awesome. Um, Dale Archdeacon and my co-host here, Brian Curtis, uh, coming back to you guys another week of cash call and actually I have some really cool calls so I was reviewing calls for a new client of ours who has an ISA and they were trying to get some feedback and they're like you know our ISA is um, having having difficulty setting appointments uh, and you know just having some conversion issues and so honestly man I don't know about you but the first thing I do is I have to go listen to the calls like I uh, he, you uh, you know, you can talk to somebody and maybe identify some issues, but it's like reading resumes, right? Resumes are just a, an artwork of lies that tell you exactly what you want to see, but you have to have somebody do the job performance to see what actually happens. It, and it's similar, right? Role playing is like an artwork of lies. You get good yes. at it after a while, but you can still suck in real
2: life. So you have to hear what people actually do when they're talking to real consumers, um, is that? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, an hour ago is when I finish up uh, my team meeting and 100 percent you've got to have people listen to their own calls oh, yeah. and then say, hey, what do you like about your call? What don't you like about your call? And, and I think it's why it's so important. And, you know, to have a framework, because. You know, and I'll tell you, we use two pieces of framework. And you guys have all heard anyone who's watched cash calls heard me talk about this. I have four objectives of a phone call rapport. Discovery appointment button up. So, did you do all four of those things? And then inside of that, the discovery, and this is you know basically completely stolen from you, Dale, but I love it. Is who, what, why, where, when, and how? So, if I go through a phone call and I say, "Did you build rapport?" Yes. Okay. Did you do some discovery? Well, you did, but you missed the the when and you missed the how much. You know. So, and I can tell you, it's an interesting thing that happens, and I don't know if it's just happening on role play a lot, but a lot of times when we do role play they, the question they forget to ask is what's your price range or what's your max price? I like what's your max price better than what's your price range. But that's a question that's important. It's really hard for me to go look and find you houses if I don't know what your price range is. Oh yeah. So, you know, and then the other one I see over and over and over again is either they forget to ask if they have a current house, or if they ask that they forget to make an appointment or at least make some attempt to set a listing appointment. And you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people can make is missing that listing appointment because somebody like me or you is going to go do the listing appointment. And then that person's going to lose the buy side and the sell side, because I'm going to convince them it's not only financially, but it's also logistically beneficial to work with me and only me versus work with me and this other agent over here. So, you know, in- the reason I like that is every agent could hypothetically do the same thing. Did I do, did I take the four steps and did I do the six steps of discovery? And if you've done that, you can say, look, that was a great call. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that people don't know how to listen to their own phone calls is they don't have any framework. So that yeah. was an awful long.
1: Yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, you know what, I, and that's why I wanna preface these two calls that I wanna play. And I wanna play two so we can see two examples, right? And part of the rapport building Is listen, we're strange salespeople. And unless someone is reaching out to us and trying to interact with us, we're salespeople, right? We're interrupting them as we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. And if you have a conversation with somebody and you build some rapport, you get some information, you have such an advantage over a complete strange salesperson calling them, right? Yeah. And so, Brian, you would think that if you tell, you would think that it would be, first of all, just obvious or, What's the common knowledge? Not common. What's common knowledge or common sense? Common sense. Common sense. You'd think it would be common sense that if I know some part of your story, I'm going to lead with that pretty hard to show you my validation for talking to you, right? That's actually not common sense. So we're going to hear two examples where this person wastes that sales capital or that personal capital that they have in a really poor way of displaying it. Um, so let, let's listen to that. You'll, you'll understand what I mean. What Everyone will understand what I mean uh, when I say this. Is that okay, Hogan? Is that who you were talking to? Yes. Cool. I just saw him earlier in the FUB webinar. Good to see him again. All right. So um, let's do, I'm going to play this one first.
3: Hello. How can I speak to Lorraine? speaking. Hi, Lorraine, This is and we have been in contact about you possibly um, selling your home. Yes. Yeah, so I was just calling you, you had emailed me that you were ready to talk the the beginning of this week. So I'm just
1: there. Okay, now do you hear the way this was delivered? First of all, she asks if it's the person. So it sounds like just a stranger telemarketer calling, right? Like she doesn't know who she is. And then she leads with, "Uh, you had. Uh, hold on a second. In the the order sucks. Listen to this.
3: Yes, yeah. So I was just calling you. You had Ebley, um, selling your home, and we had been in contact about you possibly um selling your home.
1: We've been in contact about you possibly selling your home, and then listen to what she says.
3: Yes." Yeah, so I was just calling you. You had emailed me that you were ready to talk at the beginning of this
1: week. You had emailed you were ready to talk the beginning of this week. So think about the way this information was presented. Hey, I sound like a complete stranger. Are you the person I'm looking for? And I might be a telemarketer. Oh, no, that's me. Oh, okay. Well, we traded some emails. Uh, do you remember doing that? Yes. Oh, and then you you said you wanted to talk at this time, right? So she went from the least important information or the least social capital slowly into the most social capital, right? Mm -hmm. So if I was to turn that around, it would sound much more like, hey, Brian, this is Dale with whatever realty. I'm the guy you were emailing with a while ago, and you said you wanted us to get together to talk about listing your property this week. Like that, right? Absolutely. And that's like, oh, yeah. Right, exactly. So let's hear another example. Listen to how the discuss, Listen to how the story is poorly used here, right? There's another story, but it's very poorly demonstrated. And by the way, this guy's like ordering lunch at a diner or something in, in between.
3: Hello. Hi, can I speak to Bill? Ranger. Hi Bill, this is Pete. And we had spoken uh, about two weeks ago and uh, you wanted right. me to call when you got back in the room.
1: Right. We spoke about two weeks ago. You wanted me to call when you got back in town. Now listen. She's now going to go to the 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 real gem of what she has in this relationship.
3: I don't... I'll keep you on one second.
1: After we order want... lunch.
3: I don't want to...
1: But listen for the gem. Um do
3: you want? But, um, yeah. Yeah, so um you wanted me to call and uh, you wanted to come in and meet us
1: possibly. You wanted me to call and you wanted to come in and meet with us possibly. We don't get to that big fat nugget until 34 seconds into a conversation, right? Like that needs to be way up in like the less than 10 seconds we need to be getting to that because I mean, these like I I want people to understand if you have a fat, juicy nugget like that, you stick it way up front. You're like, oh no, this is my backstage pass right here. I have a backstage pass, right? Signed by the president himself. I get in here.
2: So let me ask you this, Dale. Do you differentiate between lead generation and lead follow-up? And if so, what's your differentiation? Man, I would say lead
1: generation is someone who I have not had any sort of substantive conversation with, okay. right? I have no, virtually no information about, I have no hooks in, I have no rapport built, I have nothing. That's lead generation, right? And then lead follow-up for me is I've, I've made contact with another person and I have some degree of story or rapport or uh, information or in, right? So I'm like, I got in the door before, that's lead
2: follow-up. And I agree. That's a it's a very, very good. I may not have said it that way, but in essence, I, I have the exact same thing. Here's my next question. Do you do lead follow-up and lead generation at the same time, or do you block for lead follow-up and then lock, block for lead generation or vice versa? In other words, am I going to call a lead follow-up and then follow that by lead gen and then lead gen, then lead follow-up and lead follow-up, and then, or is it just, hey, let's do all lead gen. And then when we're done with that, we'll do all lead follow-up. So usually what we do is have Uh,
1: if somebody's starting in the morning, right, starting each morning, whether you're an agent or an ISA, we typically will have them jump on first any responses that have come as a result of our work prior, or any new leads that are have yet to be contacted in the system. And once we do the uh, any responses and any new leads, then we will typically work any uh, follow up that is the most pressing or likely to turn into a, an appointment. Uh, and then we go on to working recent leads in the system. And typically we'll keep like nurture follow-ups where it it's not likely that we're going to immediately get an appointment. Usually keep those to like the afternoon. So we typically use new business generation and, new, and immediate conversion in the mornings and in the evenings and uh, like warm follow-ups with people who, who know our name or will recognize it sort of in the afternoons. Okay,
2: yeah. and, and that's much more detailed than I was even looking for, but I, this is what I am hearing though. You don't mix those things simultaneously. Like when I'm going to sit down and lead generate, when I'm calling 50 leads who have never responded to me, or if you have a pond and you got 50 leads and you're calling pond leads, you're going to do that and then do some lead follow-up, then do nurture, and you can break it down. Here, here's why I'm asking this question. So we have very standard intro scripts for lead lead, gener, for lead gen, right? So, for example, if I'm calling pond leads, hey, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group. We're reaching out to people who have made an inquiry in the past. We're wondering if you're planning on making a move soon or would you, or if you're just window shopping. So that would be, to me, someone who I don't have a relationship with, someone who I don't. And so why do I want to do all those at once? Well, because I'm in the mode of saying this script over and over and over again. And I will also say, actually, for me, lead generation is significantly quicker. And what I mean by that is I don't have to study the lead before I call it. I can literally call anybody and do lead generation. I can call Dale and say, hey, it's Brian with Curtis Really Group. I don't have to worry about anything about, I don't know anything about Dale. So it's not like I even have to worry about whether I want to do that. So I like to do all those all at once and then lead follow-up. And it feels like these people aren't doing a good job of this. I actually am okay with you taking 30 seconds to read the lead before you call it. So
3: so well, I don't you know can...
2: if she
1: was, I don't know if she was reading it. This might be the way that she talks and the way that she presents information. Um, or it might be because she didn't look at it like what you're saying, right? And she discovers then as once she gets on the phone, oh, I do have meat in this Well,
2: let, let's say that she did look at it. So take 10 seconds and get a good intro script. You formulate know, how to enter, right? Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, write it down. Try it. And again, I know that's in that's inefficient. Like, you know, theoretically, you shouldn't have to do that. But if you're if you're stumbling and bumbling into a conversation, you're messing it up. So yeah. hey Dale, this is Brian. I'm reaching out to you because a couple of weeks ago you mentioned that you wanted to set an appointment. I'm just calling to see when would be a good time for us to have that appointment. Yeah, there you go, right.
1: So that's what she wasn't doing here. And I think that's a really good point for people. I think that they will get it really quickly, Brian, because like even just us listening to the call and you never heard it before, like you can hear the least important, like less quality info that she led with to sort of medium quality info to best quality info, right? We can hear the improper thing. And if if you had taken a minute to read the notes in that person, you would have quickly organized it in your head and led with most
2: important info. And here's the thing, if you can do it like me, because I've done it, I don't have, I have no idea how many times I've done it, right, Dale? So, you know, in a 20 year career, I've done this an ungodly amount of time, so I can organize it very quickly. But it's okay. If it takes you an extra 15 seconds, it's worth it. Here's why. Here's what we're doing. And you heard me say this and Dale said it again. We're interrupting this guy. This guy's eating lunch for God's sake. We are interrupting this person. So we got to come in with a reason that's legit to interrupt him. Uh, I'm just following up with you. Leave me alone. I'm getting lunch. Hey, you asked me to call you. You know, hey, hey, Dales, Brian, I'm reaching out because you asked me to call you today so that we could set an appointment. Uh, you know, to come and look at your house. Oh, yeah, no, I asked you to do that. Same, right. like, okay, you're calling a home light lead. You don't go, hey, this is Brian Curtis with Curtis Realty Group. Just wondering if you want to sell your house. You say, hey, this is Brian Curtis with, with HomeQuest Realty. I'm reaching out to you today because HomeLight gave me your information and they asked me to reach out to you. They said you were interested in talking to an agent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very I did funny. tell HomeLight like that. So you've got to give reason to people. Yeah, you got to give people a reason to want to be on the phone with you because here's here's the thing. They don't. They don't want to be on the phone with you. Right? You know
1: what, man? I need to make up a poster to remind you. I say this often, right? So. In the mind of the consumer, in the mind of the person who ever answers the phone that you call, is who are you? What do you want? Why should I talk to you? Is there any value in this for me? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you, if people can remember, like if we can teach this person that that's what every single person that answers that phone is thinking, get to it much faster. Don't, don't wait because literally. Those things flow through their brains in like nanoseconds and they're evaluating every piece every piece of this uh, interaction.
0: Are you an ISA or agent struggling to convert your valuable leads? Or are you a team leader looking for advanced scripting and dialogue training for your team? Smart Inside Sales Conversion University is the industry leading training program designed to give you the ninja level scripting and objection handlers used by top teams across the country. Conversion U covers scripting, dialogue, objection handling, and closing skills needed to elevate your business through self-paced video training and live interactive expert coaching. Visit smartinsidesales.com slash conversion you to start today. I want to
1: tell you a funny story, dude. I had this like cold caller. I still don't know what it was about, right? Some person cold calls me, right? we get cold, cold, cold calls all the time, right? So I don't recognize the number, right? Answer the phone. Hello. Uh, Hey, is this Dale, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is. Or actually, I, I always answer my phone. Hi, this is Dale. Uh, and he's like, Hey, is this Dale? I'm like, Oh man, yes, this is Dale. <laughs> oh hey, uh, I'm so and so. I'm an investor from New York. How's your day? And I'm like, uh, It's great. How's your day? It's it's wonderful. Hey, how long have you been with EXP Realty? And I'm like, What do you want? And he's like, Oh, never mind. Thanks. And click. And like, hangs up. I still, oh, I, yeah, I, I still don't
0: know
3: what.
1: Yeah, I still don't know what it was about. But like, so he violated all the rules. Who are you? What do you want? Why are you calling me? What's in it for me? Right? Like, you you want to BS with me about how long I've been with with a, a brokerage? Like, what?
2: What do you do? What are you doing? What do you want? Right. So, and you know, for, I'm wearing my Tony Robbins shirt here today, so I'm going to talk some Tony Robbins stuff. Tony Robbins argues that we have six um, basic human needs. Number one basic human need is certainty. So why is that important? Well, I could hear it in Dale's voice as he as, as he what's the word I'm looking for? Told that story, and that's not the word I'm looking for. But he told that story. Uh, uh, he, he feels uncertain. Why? Because the guy's not telling him. And here's the thing: I, I, I maybe I'm not interested in, in spending ten minutes getting to know you if you're selling. Solar panels for a house and I don't own a house. I mean, you know, I'm just, but, but get to the point, give someone a reason to talk to oh, you. So bad. I wanted it, to call him back and be like, dude, you need some free real, you need some free sales coaching. Uh, let me, can I just help you? Uh, and then don't call me again. Absolutely. I, and I've actually done that. I, it's funny when, when people use sales techniques on me, I'll actually say, Hey, that was a great tie down. Um, I love to say stuff like that screws with people, <laughs> but they're like, Oh yeah, thanks. I have, to, I have to warn salespeople at this point. I have to be like, listen, I'm a
1: sales trainer. So just be direct with me. If you try any of that voodoo mind shit, uh, you know, like it's just gonna, you're going to upset me. And I'm going to go away. Okay. Because
2: <laughs> it's not going to work. I see you coming. Well, listen, um, I know you had another phone call or I can play my phone call. It doesn't matter to me. I'm good either way, whichever, whatever. I played, I played my two. All I was doing okay. is playing the intros because I wanted to show how that, how
1: she was wasting the, the story, the capital that she had in that conversation.
2: Absolutely. So I will play a, a phone call and uh, I'm going to try and fast forward through the the first 10 seconds of it here I had it set and of course it changed so um this is a this is a little call people reaching out about about a property and you know it really kind of goes to a lot of the things that we're talking about and what I mean by that it talks that we need to do better discovery we need to do better rapport building we need to figure out how to help people so for me every phone call that I've ever made is a puzzle And that puzzle is trying to figure out if there's a way I can get this person to believe that I'm gonna provide them benefits and then provide those benefits. So here we go.
3: How can I help you? I just had a couple questions about uh, that property. If you could tell me a little bit more about it or if there's been any uh, inspections on it. Yeah, so I'm not the list agent, so i'm not sure okay so oh, step no. one
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take that down oh my god yeah that
1: literally is like that that is stepping in dog shit, is what what i would like that you saw coming right like do not do not step in the poop okay um students never do not you don't
2: need to volunteer that information essentially well, yeah you, but what do you do differently because at the end of the day if she doesn't know information about that property what should i say besides i'm not the list agent all right so let's let's we're going to role play this
1: okay now let's assume you're going to be the lead you do exactly what the lead did i'm going to answer the phone i'm going to first start out with not having looked the property up whatsoever
2: okay all right so, all right. so hey dale been, i'm interested in one two three main street uh well you you got to do exactly what he did i don't um and i'm, I'm looking is there anything you can tell me about the property that that, that, that that's is there anything you can tell me about that property because i think that's what he said wasn't it uh, yeah, close to it. He's like, I have a few
1: questions about the property. Is there
2: any more you can tell me? Are there any inspections that have been conducted? Oh, yeah, that that's right. Is there any inspections that have been conducted? Okay. Hey, Dale, by the way, um, so I'm, I'm interested in that property on 123 Main Street. I was wondering if they've done any inspections or anything on that property.
1: Okay, got it. So 123 Main Street, whether there are inspections or not, I can definitely get that for you. Are you wanting to go see the property? Uh, maybe. Yeah, sure. Okay, excellent. What day works best for you? Um, I have either Thursday or Friday open. So I'm going straight to to setting it. Now, let's say you say, no, no, no. I want to ask my questions first.
2: Okay, well, um, I'm not sure if I want to see that property, Dale. I got to know. I got to know. I got to ask you a couple of questions, see if it's even worth my time. I don't even live in the state. It's going to be a three hour drive.
1: Got it. Wow. Yeah, definitely. That's important for you to get information then. Okay, so you want to know about inspections,
2: whether they've been conducted or not. What else would you like to know? i uh, was just wondering, you know, this house seems pretty inexpensive for its location, and i just wondering if it's in really bad shape, if it's in, I don't mind a fixer-upper, but I'm not interested in, like, structural or anything like that. Okay, got it. So, fixer-upper and, and the condition is important. That makes a lot of sense. So, what has you driving three hours to come all the way down here? Are you Are you relocating? Yeah, uh, no. So we live in Kansas and we like to come down to Beaver Lake. It's, uh, you know, we, we boat there and uh, we oh, bring our boat cool. in and just spend the weekend and have a good time. So It's So it's the closest big lake to us that uh, we can go spend time on. Excellent. What kind of boat do you have? Uh, I've got a 23 foot uh,
1: Mastercraft. Okay. Now everybody listening to this, I'm not just hanging out with Brian on cash call. I'm demonstrating for you how I get around the fact that I don't know shit about this
2: property and have no answers for this guy. By the way, while Dale's doing that, he could hypothetically be looking up the property as well. And I'm not a big multitasking person, but I'm pretty sure I can open up the MLS while I'm asking those discovery questions. Exactly. So I went
1: straight. And so I want to point out the technique that I used, which is when people are asking you questions that you don't even know whether you can answer or not, just just get them to tell you what questions they have. Okay. So you want to know about inspections. What other questions do you have? Well, it seems really cheap. I want to understand like what the condition of the property is. Okay, great. You need to inspections and what the condition of the property is, is really important. And then I pivoted into a question. Mm -hmm. That's all I did. I never answered anything, but I was talking right and it sounded like we were going to get answers, but I pivoted into questions.
2: Yeah. And now Dale's going to go and call the listing agent after he gets off the phone and find uh, those answers out. He's not going to never answer those questions, right? but it, it allows us to go through a process instead of being stuck. And, you know, because I can tell you if I knew nothing about real estate, oh, you're not the listing agent, you know, the answers to my questions. I'm done. I'm right. like, you, you know what? I, you, I don't need you, Dale. You don't know anything. Not even sure why the hell you answered the phone. I'm looking for somebody to help me. You're not providing that service. For anybody who's ever had to call their local government, and I live in Philadelphia,
1: and believe me, God help you, if you have to call the local government in Philadelphia to get any, any answers to anything, you literally will at least talk to five to seven people who cannot answer your questions and are not in the department that you need in order to get yourself to the department that you need. And it's infuriating. So don't tell them you're not the listing agent.
2: Yeah. And at this point in time, I mean, I'll be honest, I I don't think there's a real reason for us to listen to this phone call. Basically, here here was the point of the whole thing, and Dale and I kind of role played it through it, is, and Dale has said this week after week after week, be able to not need the information. Couple of, you know, a couple of caveats to that. Don't say you're not the listing agent. If somebody says, Are you a listing agent? So absolutely I'm not. A, I work primarily with buyers and I I, you know, I'm really good at finding out the information that they need. That way, you know, I can represent them and then they don't have to work with the listing agent and they can have their own representation. Something all along those lines. If someone asks you a direct question, are you the listing agent? I do believe you have to answer that. But at the end of the day, Talk about things you can talk about, ask questions that you need to ask anyway, you need to do that discovery, you need to go through those steps, but never say that you're not the listing agent, unless you're directly asked that question, are you the listing agent, and the truth of the matter is 95% of the time we're not the listing agent right, and it works great when we are but that doesn't happen very often so. but I think it's super important. And then the other thing, I, I've said this again and again, is we've got to make sure that we're buttoning up phone calls. We didn't listen to this phone call, but at the end of it, we don't button it up. In other words, we're not talking about what the next steps are. If, if I talk to somebody who has a plan for me, I'm not going to call somebody else. If I talk to somebody who seems competent and is going to do a good job, I'm not going to call somebody else. If I talk to somebody who feels like they're stumbling, bumbling through the whole thing, I might stay on the phone with them if I'm in a polite mood. But at the end of the day, I'm hanging up and calling the other agent and calling another agent. Are you you the same way or another person who could potentially help me?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. If I don't feel like I, you know, if I don't feel like I made a hole in one here with this conversation and that, that it's going to get taken care of, then I'm going to I'm going to try someone else. Because they're, they're basically like literally auditioning you to see if you make them feel comfortable and confident, right, uh, as that old Mike Ferry script goes, literally. Uh, and if you do, that that's the reason why whatever high percentage of consumers work with the first real estate agent that they meet, you know, as
2: long as you can, you know, not screw it up, they're probably going to work with you. Well, and I would love to see some statistics on that, Dale, like that stat, I think it's 62% of all people work with the first agent. That's the stat that I've heard. I don't know if it's right or not, but I would love to see the updated version of that because yeah. because that study is pretty old, right? It's not something that, that NAR did last week. So with the advent of internet leads being so prominent, you know, as, as we had Chris Smith on here, gosh, probably about a year and a half ago, um, the guy who owns curator. And, you know, one of the things that Chris says all the time is everybody's an internet lead. Like, I don't care if it's your brother, they're an internet lead because they're on realtor.com they're on Zillow. They're on my website. They're on, they're on the internet. There's going to be some exceptions to that. Like, you know, some tiny, tiny, tiny percentage, but everybody's an internet lead. And if you, the second that you forget that you're in trouble because the reality is they're talking to five, six, seven, ten 10 other agents, stop having this belief that you had a conversation with them and everything's good. Because in my opinion, that is where, I don't know, maybe 20, 30% of deals get lost because the agent didn't try and button that up and, and make sure that person isn't gonna hang up the phone and call somebody else. Oh yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Uh, all right, good.
1: Well, I think we I think this is a good uh, episode for today, Brian. Uh, we are on the money, 3:30. look at that Eastern. Uh, excellent. everybody, thanks for joining us today. Brian, as always, we'll see all of you next week on Cash Call. Awesome, thanks, Dale.
0: Thanks for tuning in for today's cash call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.